here we go. Who the hell are you, man? Genius billionaire playboy philanthropist. We are the knights! Uh-huh. Hold on to your butt. And now for something completely different. Hello out there and welcome to the Nice Nerd 2 podcast. We're a podcast for all things nerd. My name is Chris. I'm here in person with. Oh, it's me. Oh. It's John. I have a beard. It's Sean. <laughs> On the Skype hotline, <laughs> we have last member of our party. Jonathan Majors is very wet. It's Sam. <laughs> Jesus. Anyway. All right. We got it. We got it. We got a kind of a a big and recent. Oh, not. Okay. Let's call it a big size episode for, for okay. lack of a better term. Here. All right. Um, Giant size. Uh, Maybe quantum. Oh. So we're going to do. <laughs> that Ant-Man. would be the opposite of giant, but okay. Seven. Yes, it is. Is it? Is it really? <laughs> I was going like giant yeah. man. Oh, yeah, it is. Shit. Okay. <laughs> was the opposite. Of 75% <laughs> of us have seen the micro movie Ant Man, then. How's that? Mm-hmm. And then we're going to do some Fablemans. Can, can I read you my intro? <laughs> go, go ahead. I'm a mechanized organism designed only for con. <laughs> Okay. I mean, I like it. I like it. <laughs> anyway, it's John. <laughs> Quanta, Quantumania came out. We, we, uh, most of us have saw, saw that movie. I don't think the last fourth of us actually wants to see this movie, but we can discuss that. Yeah. Uh, if I have to, <laughs> we're going to do a little bit of Oscar worthy, uh, discussion here. The Fablemans, which has been nominated for a couple things. Yeah, in the running for best picture mm-hmm. in, that, in that pack. So we'll we'll see what happens. Uh, it's on uh, VOD now, so mm-hmm. just get the cheap rental. It was supposed to be on Peacock, I thought last week, but uh, not the case. No. And and then the season two uh, kind of just summation of Vox Machina. Um. So what are we starting off with? Vox Machina. Vox Machina. All right, season right two premiered uh, January. I want to say. Yeah. Last week of January, and um, you know what? Oh, I was going to say Sam lead the discussion, but did we talk about this before? What the Vox Machina already? Just, we, uh, we briefly I think discussed it. Briefly, right? the first couple episodes. Yeah, so we yeah. hit. So we hit the final season, uh, the final episode of season two. You know, we've we've uh, kind of tackled some portion of the major story arc that happened at the end of season one. Yeah. And again, Sam, can't thank you enough for turning <laughs> me on to this ridiculous no. show. So I, and, I fully admit I uh, I think I left off on episode four. I just haven't picked it back up. So you're gonna have to explain been, to me where yeah. we've ended. That's fine. That's fine. Yeah. Um, we'll we'll definitely do that. Um, look, look, this is a this show has a a good format. I I mm-hmm. think it has a, a good format because you can really go long in these tangent tasks that that happen, right? Oh, so, yeah. they did. <laughs> Well, I, my guess is the D and D players of the audience will will know that if you're going to find the, the what is it, the gloves of whatever it was that Chris oh, eventually yeah, gets, 
the vestiges, vestiges, like one of the vestiges will take six nights and 25 hours to oh, yeah. do. Oh, yeah. Whereas <laughs> it takes one episode to do in the in the TV series, which is which is kind of like good. Let's let's stick with that. So actually, I'm curious. <laughs> so, Sam, when they went to go collect the vestige of the uh, the Raven uh, armor. Yeah. The, um, how long did that take in uh, D&D time? That was like, like two episodes, maybe. So like six hours. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, because so, like they, yeah. they had to they had to <laughs> yeah. get there, and then they had to do the dungeon crawl through it. Right. Yeah, I think yeah. they bumped it down maybe thirty five minutes. Total. Like an episode. It was an episode and a half. Yeah. Oh I yeah, think, yeah. Yeah. Because they they yeah yeah because um, they did the fake death thing. Yeah. Well, let's. I mean, that's the elephant in the room. You already know nobody's gonna die. Well, just, like just... I explained last time, the goal of the dungeon master is to almost kill your people. You're not trying to kill them. You're trying to almost kill mm. them. Did you did you guys look at the video, the YouTube I sent to you? Uh, I shared a YouTube video with you that this guy has been yes. doing the game yes. for like 30 years. Yeah. And he in like, like 30 he, or 40 years. When people yeah. die, they yeah. die. Yeah. There's, there's no bring backs. There's no nothing. Well, that, that's how D&D is. It's just so. Well, it's, it's like the, unless the you guy, have spells. Right, right. There are spells to bring people back. Sure, sure. But like the fact that this guy has been, yeah. and he like paints his own figurines. It's, I mean, it's, yeah. you got you got to tip the hat to him. The the one the thing not to do this tangent we're doing right now about this, but the one thing that came across like that stood out to me for that was so he's married with a daughter. Yeah, and she, and she brought her boyfriend to play, and he's like, "Listen, if he plays and you guys break up, he's still playing." His character is still in this world until he is no longer in this world. If he's a part of anything, he's still coming over whenever his time is. Didn't he say it it. was awkward too? Yeah. Yeah, Because I guess the ex did show up. Yeah. I mean, you're this guy is obsessed. You know what? It makes her pick. It, it puts a lot of you know thought into the decision process yeah. at that point because you could have theoretically twenty five X's just chilling, yeah. just chilling at the table, but, you know, yeah. fighting for her hand in marriage but to he, the grandmaster. Or say, so if your character dies uh, and you don't have a backup character, you're done. You're done with the world. Yeah. Or well, I'm assuming you can add it, create a new, but then you start over. Yeah, you would sort of tag over. along almost. Yeah. Um, but yes, uh, I mean, Vox, Vox Machina, nice little, uh, not in the D and D world you guys are, but it's a nice, it's a nice kind of dabble into this. Should, you should give it a shot. Like a one shot. Maybe it's just a time thing. That's it's, why I do a one shot. Yeah, Literally. One we sit, night. Yeah. We do one night. We go through a quick story and that's it. Yeah. You get to create your own character on your own time. We'll help you a bit, but you just create like a level five character and just like, you have fun. Okay, we'll, we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. Well, I may, that, I may dabble. The, when we get Chris to play, that's when we do it in person. Um, because like our brother-in-law, amazing at this. Yeah. He <laughs> is comes up with some of the best characters. All right, um, like Grog, very reminiscent of our brother-in-law's character. Oh, all right, Fair very enough. reminiscent. Um, and like to the point where our sister refers to our brother-in-law as his character. <laughs> okay she's like oh yeah sagamooch is in the ne- in the other room like she and he'll talk like sagamooch uh, too bad too bad you weren't playing before they got married you could sign the guest book i know uh, yeah, sagamooch. We, sagamooch. to be fair we were oh, oh really? <laughs> <laughs> no no All we right, started right, right no. after they got married no 
We started at the beginning of the pandemic, I thought. No, 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 2021. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, my. Okay. okay. Anyways. Right. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Moving, on, moving here. on So, so look, I, I love the, the love, the art, and all this stuff. It's funny, which is kind of, I don't want to say it's hard to do, but, like, it's nice. It's nice seeing it kind of blended into this sort of uh, Attack on Titan gore. Anime. It's a very an- mature anime yeah. um, style. Uh, it's, not, it's not like the DBZ stuff. It's, no, yeah. it's more like the, yeah, like again, the Attack on Titan, Titan blood gore, yeah. broken bones sticking out of your body, oh, all yeah. that stuff. Uh, the one thing that I remember reading about this show is, so, obviously the story is written. They've, you know, it's written, it's been recorded, you can go, you can have it spoiled for you. But they have a team of writers that took that story that's like, you know, 60 to 100 hours long and condensed it into seasons. Hmm. And they wrote out a script, what happens and everything. And then they took those scripts and they gave it to each of the characters or each of the actors. And then the actors took that script and did their own notes and were like, no, that's not something that Grog would say. This is, and yeah, they right. would take that script and turn it into what they're at. Because who knows that character better than the person who spent hours on this character? Yeah, that's so fair enough. that's why you see kind of the interactions between characters being very organic um, and it being funny because like, if you like, if you ever sit down and watch somebody playing D and D, it can be hysterical. Is it weird that there is an actual real life relationship between there's two, actually. not the people who are because oh, yeah, no, Kiki yeah. and Vex yes. are in the show. They're kind of like getting together. But right. in reality, Vex or Kiki and Percy, uh, they're actor and actress. No, Kiki no. and, and um, it's Vax and Grog are married with a child. At least yeah. one, right? Um, yeah. And then Matt, who is the dungeon master, who does like a ton of voices in the game, him and was a Kiki, they're married. Yeah. Is it okay? Yeah. All right, all right. See, um, I thought it was I thought it was Percy. Yeah, uh, no. Okay, I'm to, to mix it up all the characters here, but I looked at the background and I read it once yeah. and I, I knew that some relationships were there, but not really. Yeah. Um, there anyway. Season two, like solid season like oh, yeah. again solid season so yeah the and dragon they, uprising uh of the chroma was it chroma conclave yeah and then um, we saw the downfall of the acid one yeah so that's where we it and sam is uh, was, so what western? is the acid one is it western no no the one the, that the city, no, no, no. the city that takes place was it in western mm. yes was yes it? Yeah. yes yeah okay yes yeah, yeah, yeah. it's where grog the the tribe of whatever yeah, it was they, grog's they, tribe yeah they're, they're, they're what half giants but although they're they oh god what are they called in uh, the game goliath goliaths that's it yeah yeah so that was there the acid dragon fell fell and then the chroma conclave they, they, like one of the other dragons is like inserted itself into a human and oh it's, yeah, yeah and it's yeah, like yeah. kind of betraying betraying the others the head the head dragon and then they yeah, showed oh, the eggs eggs in what's the... her name um Unimportant at this point. Yeah, but uh, doesn't matter. But right they, showed the, right they, they showed the <laughs> eggs in the volcano. Yeah. So the yeah, uh, there's eggs. So it seems like that's yeah, going to be the task of but, next. Um, did they they announce? They had to have announced third you know, they, season yeah, yeah, already, yeah, right? Third season's happening. Oh, um, they, I they've announced third and I believe a fourth. 
Is it four? And they're also announced that they're doing their second campaign as a series right. as well. See, yeah. I can't, I I can't imagine this is super expensive to make either. Just like cost yeah. of, of graphics and everything. It doesn't seem that expensive. Well, I mean, first was what, a Kickstarter? Yeah. It was so, actually the yeah. most successful Kickstarter for a uh, TV project ever. TV project. Because yeah. I was going to say, I thought the most successful Kickstarter for a movie was either Super Troopers 2... Mm-hmm. Or the Boondock Saints, All oh, Saints All Day. Saints Day. <laughs> it was gives Kickstarter, as far as I know. Uh, but anyway, okay, yeah, I, I, I can yeah. see that. I can um, see that. Look, it's top, it's top thing on Amazon yeah. right oh, yeah. now. So, so Chris, I know you don't watch a lot of D anD D. You're not into it. But one thing I would recommend after watching this show, if you still want to wet your whistle in this, um, if you go on YouTube, there's a lot of. Um, how it happened in the show versus how it happened in them playing it. And they're quick. They're like three minute. Videos. Yeah. But I don't know if I want to see that. Cause there could be something that no, 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 no. Was... It, it's literally like it's, this is how this. So when Grog finally kills his uncle, mm-hmm. they show that scene of it happening, but then they show how they did it in the game. Like how they thought of that idea, how, uh, the uh, Vax in the in game actually like figured out like, hey, this is what I'm going to do. And like you see everybody realizing what's about to happen and okay. you, like right. everything, like how Grog came so close to dying from doing that move. I mean, technically he went unconscious. So, yeah. yeah oh, yeah. Yeah. That's right. He did go unconscious in uh, which is basically dying. Um, but that ended the fight, so then he was able to revive. Um, but yeah, it's just like insane. Which so Vax and Grog, they're the married couple, so like they're kind of on their own wavelength. So she was just like, I shoot out. Uh, I always forget the bear's name, but she's like, I shoot that Trinket. out. Trinket. Trinket. That's it. And she's like saying like, Grog, touch my hand, and like just going through that whole thing, and everybody's like what's going on? And then she's like, I release him 50 feet in the air. And they're like, <gasps> and he, he rolls a natural 20. I don't know what that means. That's Sean. like the best thing you can do. So you roll a die and it's one to 20. If it's a one, it's an automatic fail. If it's a 20, it does double the damage. It's like the best thing you can do. Oh, oh So, so he rolled like... a natural 20 on that fall and to kill the guy. Fate is just, just right okay, on his side at that point. All so right. like, so knowing that a natural 20 is like amazing, like the best move you can, and you watch him just roll and be like, 20 natural, and everybody's just freaking out. And oh man, it's it's really cool. And but like I said, those videos are short. They're like three, four minutes okay. long. That, Definitely that was, maybe I'll maybe I'll check it out. That was a really awesome fight in general. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was can, good in the show too. Can, oh, can I ask, is uh yes. is Kaylee there yet? Kaylee is who's Kaylee? Yes, yes, yeah, you deal with Kaylee. Okay, all right. Um, uh, uh, Scanlan's uh, oh daughter, yeah. Yes. Okay, because that's another one where the dice roll was insane. Yes, I I watched that. That's a video on YouTube as well. I did watch that. She get corners him in the room. I don't know if it's how it happened in the show, but she corners him in the room and tries to stab him and rolls a one. Yeah, and she. (laughs) Auto and fail. then she reveals reveals that yeah yeah you know, it's the same way she tries uh-huh. to stab him yeah and she just yep. can't all do right. it yeah yeah all right 
All um, right. But the uh, the end fight with the dragon. Um, what were your thoughts, Chris, during that fight? I mean, I liked it a lot. I was like, come on, Scanlan. Come on. And then once he grabs the sword, I was like, yes. Like, like yeah. oh, see, I was, see, so I, was <laughs> I like I liked the fight in the end. And, yeah. it, you know, it was it was a good fight. But I think that, you know, it was, I don't want to say it was generic, but like it was good. It was well done yeah. and, and stuff like that. But I think I think the best part of that, like last 10 minutes was Scanlan and Vax going up the butt <laughs> to try and penetrate <laughs> the inside. Yeah. It's just yeah. was that in the game? Was that in the that, that the, yeah. they don't go up the butt, they <laughs> teleport into the stomach of the, the, the dragon. Okay, well they went up the crack and then oh, that's yeah. that's <laughs> they just it just goes whoop and yeah. the dragon's <laughs> eyes get big. Yeah, that was that was pretty that was pretty good. I like that one. Yeah. Look, it, look, it's nice. It's progressing along. You can yeah. get really dragged down with some of these <laughs> anime shows. So. Yeah, another great thing that's in the game is um when Grog's talking to the the uh, was it the ne- not the necro sword he gets a new axe so, no when he's talking to the sword while taking a shit that's oh that in is game. in this oh that's, yeah that oh is it, yeah is that's it, in is it. it like exactly the same because that is just the no so he's they're in the woods yeah they're in the woods and Scanlan comes across him and he's like oh can you play me some music and he starts like playing a music. <laughs> he's like oh I'm just trying to tell him who's boss See, I, I don't I, I don't remember that but it's. I, I remember him getting the new axe and he's like, do you talk? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. OK. Yeah. 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 He, he ends up breaking that that sword that he got from the vampires um, in the show, losing his strength. And he finds yeah. out where his strength that comes was from. It, like that needed to end, which is oh, good. So, yeah. Like that, that part, that section. Oh, so, needed to end. so he doesn't when he breaks the sword, it, he doesn't die. No, he loses his muscles because yeah, that's, he, that's what happens in the uh, in the game. He, oh, he died. He just straight up died because he he like the sword kills him, and then they have oh. to resurrect him and then banish the sword. No, oh, he yeah. he just breaks it, which is, I think is better. I think we've already had like fake deaths because already. then Henry let's, Winkler let's, shows up. <laughs> let's, okay, all right, all right, all right. Anyways, so so no. Vox season three comes out. I mean, hopefully within a year. It seems like they're turning yeah. to burn the knees. Yeah, uh, unlike other TV shows that exist in the world nowadays, yeah. which every three years come but, out. But like I said, they already have story oh god yeah they everything's already come done. up with anything just gotta just gotta Condense. rejigger the animation and Condense you're all it, set. make it flow a little better all right but yeah do we want to uh what do we want to do we want to talk fable. uh go fable oscar bait movie go ahead bait it up you ready to bait you gonna bait with me <laughs> <laughs> the fable man's like just woke up <laughs> um well i did the Fablemans, a uh, semi-autobiographical movie uh, written by Steven Spielberg and oh crap, I can't think of the other guy's name, Tony Kushner, and uh, directed by Steven Spielberg about his upbringing, uh, based on his actual life living um, in Arizona and then moving to L.A. and the various uh, sort of struggles along the way of discovering that, you know, he wants to make movies, that that's his thing, and how crazy and little messed up his family is at times. Um, Chris, what did you think of this one? So, uh, let's, let's, let's start off with, um, 
let's start off with this. There were certain parts that you wanted to focus on, and I actually really enjoyed watching versus certain parts that I understood why they were there. Yes. But I didn't enjoy. It wasn't entertaining to me. Mostly the mom. Yes. Can I ask you a question? Sure. Have you seen the Spielberg documentary? documentary? Absolutely. HBO. I've seen it like okay. four times. Yeah. So like I have as well. And it's really good. Yeah. <laughs> but like you knew the story, right? Like we knew like not everything that happened, but like we knew we knew the things with his mom. Yeah. I mean, I, I did forget about the falling the in love with the oh. best friend. Like I did okay. forget about that. But it, yeah, it and and. I mean, in truth, the documentary was like better in some things. Yeah. And this movie was granted. It's not a documentary. It's a semi no, biographical right. representation of his it's life. Movie, movie. Yeah. And, and yeah, exactly. Like Dramatized. Spielberg was bullied and they just made it into a movie style of bully. Like they actually gave it a face and gave it kind of a right. redemption, you know, th- things like that. That's that's like movie making a movie and do yeah something. and and that's fine i accept that it's just i mean you're right the do, I, I, the documentary i've seen four or five times and i'll i'll probably watch it more i'll yeah. probably watch it again after i've seen this and and in truth i like that a little bit better more or less because they tie in the actual works and how his life is reflected in those works whereas right. whereas this is presented in a way that his family life is not necessarily at that moment guiding his f- film filmography and how he his style. Right. It's more or less just this happened to him. And then he wants to be a, f- a filmmaker amongst all of this, which right. eventually would shape his view on how how things are made. But but you don't get that in the movie mm-hmm. um, because a lot of his life and he will tell you is is like E.T. was based off of his family life. Right. Like Close Encounters, his family life. Mm-hmm. He always. You know, um, with his dad taking him to watch stars randomly, and that's how like ET kind of or Close Encounters sparks his interest. Right. You know? And there's another family that's kind of like you know somewhat broken too in there. Like, yeah, you know, exactly. It's... A lot of his he said a lot of his early works was based on the broken family. And, yeah, and, and it's a lot of like whenever you do see teens, it's like teens kind of like sort of raising themselves kind of thing because it seems like that's what he did a lot. He was kind of out there and yeah, you know, it's like I mean, it's it's really <laughs> astonishing. Like honestly. A lot of this movie, I would say, is, like, somewhat unbelievable if I didn't know it, like, more or less did happen. At least, you know, approximately. What are you, like, what just, are you talking about? Like well, the, just, like, the kids, like, making these movies and stuff like that. Like, as someone who did that a little bit as, like, a, you know, teenager and stuff, like, it's hard to do, man. And, like, yeah. you know, you got to really, 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 like, you know, Coordinate. pour your heart and soul. Right. And, like, finding people to help and stuff. and be in the movie and stuff like it's it's a lot but you know i he definitely like was able to see and it's 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 funny too so like you know obviously the movie is impossible to view or analyze without bringing just spielberg's filmography into the whole thing yes you know like there's one moment in fact i think it's when we flash forward to the very young version of in this case the character's name is sammy um when you go from like the him as a small child to him as like a teenager there, you're out in the desert with the cubs or with the, with the boy scouts. And like, didn't it feel exactly like in, um, Indiana Jones, the last crusade, like the beginning, yeah. like almost yeah. exactly like that. <clears throat> Very similar. Um, so, you know, there's, there's flashes of that. It's not like there's like, 
they don't do the hacky thing that you see sometimes in like music biopics where <laughs> it's like, you know, oh yeah, and then that summer, you know, we had to deal with a shark and that became Charles or something yeah, like, yeah, dumb thing like right. that. Not that right. not that he's ever really <clears throat> excuse me, not that he's ever really the one like coming up with the stories per se, but um no, his early stuff was a lot of it was already pre written, right? Or not his his early, but like Yeah, the, I mean he's not really some of the stuff is a lot of the big stuff was based on books. Yeah, more or less. And, you know, I think he obviously put his spin on a lot of it, even though he's, like, hardly ever credited as a film or as a writer, especially early on. I think lately he's been a little bit more involved with some of the stuff. I mean, obviously, how could you not in this case? Um, But, yeah, I I, I found the same way, too, that, like, the the stuff with the mother played by Michelle Williams, it's just kind of hard to look past because it just – it kind of takes you out of the movie and like maybe because too like her personality to me is like for whatever reason it's like you know sometimes like with certain people it's like they're probably not that bad but like the way they match up to my personality is like such a bad fit and it's like i would not be able to stand her yeah you know yeah you're not you're um and I don't think Michelle Williams does her any favors. I think she does an okay job with the part, but like, I think the part is like, I don't know. Do you, how, how do you like at the end of the day, how do you feel, you know, I don't want to say like on her side or anything like that, but are, are you like sympathetic at all to her character? My sympathetic? Yeah. No, if anything, I'm more sympathetic to the father. Yeah. Like a lot more than I expected to be yeah. because I don't, and I don't necessarily, it seemed more down the middle in the documentary, right? So, yeah, but, well, yeah, in a way, I mean, they say that he blamed his father for 15 years of his life. Right. I didn't get that at all in this fable. No, not this at all. And And maybe it's part of that is him trying to like rectify that or something, you know, try to, yeah, I get, I get that too. But he, he also like the, the, when you just when you know Steven Spielberg and, and he said it in interviews, like his family life has shaped the way he has made movies. And this movie is about essentially him making movies, but none of the stuff we saw reflected how create not crazy, but like broken the family life was in his movies. It was a, like a relatively nice the the culmination was that film at the end of the uh uh, the prom, I think, right? Yeah, the where the, they're that, showing the beach day. Yeah, that was like the culmination movie where it's it was actually an enjoyable. It, it seemed like everybody was enjoying it, right? Well, ex- you know, except for the one kid. But you know, yeah, it, and I mean, there's a certain the broken home in that movie style, and and I think the whole first two hours of this movie was them essentially building upon this is going to be a broken home because right. she's falling in love with, or she fell in love, whatever it was. She's right. with the best friend and. Which really did like don't really let did Seth happen. Rogen near your wife. Yeah. yeah, which I which really did happen. It's just shocking. It's shocking because you're right. Like some of the stuff you never would have imagined is actually true. What did happen? Right. Back then, like she she, I don't know if she was mentally ill or anything like that, or she was just yeah, one of those I don't free spirits and and I I think it, it's a it's not any one thing, and I kind of get that sense of the movie. You know, it's not like she was just a little nuts. Cause I think she was a free spirit and she was very artistically inclined. And a lot of that rubs off and like her, obviously her um, encouragement of it was like a massive driver behind him. Cause you know, you see like the dad yeah. being like, Oh, this is cool. But when are you going to do something like, you know, exactly. Useful. Exactly. <laughs> you know? See, I almost, I almost, 
and I know it may not have happened in real life, but I almost wanted to make that a little bit more of the more of uh, its tension. Yeah, yeah, a little bit more forefront than the broken home because they were they were really building on the the mom being a little bit out that like out there. Yeah. That was the base of the whole family dynamic where, you know, y- you also need to get that perspective of which is a little bit more of a story that more people can probably relate to is the father or or parent being not disappointed with their hobbies, but like, you know, yeah, grow up. you want can them you, to be can you more make money off of right. This? And, and and that I think is something a little bit more that should have been pulled on. It, it is the the one thing I'd go back against. We've just had that so many times. Though, Agreed. You know, Agreed. like I mean, it was what I what I the parts of this movie I do like are the nuance and the sort of like new way of sh- or just like for instance that scene after they show the video of like the bully being like, "Why did you show me as such a nice guy?" Like that's such a like complex kind of like moment that's not i mean i don't know i haven't seen like anything like that of the bully being like stop making me look like such a nice guy yeah you know and like i understand where he was coming from although that's a little bit of a crazy complaint but still being like you know i'm I'm never gonna like you know reach that level or be that person yeah um i can't i mean i, I get i i actually kind of <laughs> liked that i actually kind of liked that he had this kind of realization that, you know, this, even though I was a, an a-hole to this kid, right. he's portraying me as this, you know, idol right. to a bunch of people. And like, the reason, I mean, for me at least, the reason why I saw it, because it's it's a good story. That was the story to tell, and that's, you know, yeah. what Sammy was going to tell. And and he and he made that into a good, <laughs> presentable movie where people could get behind that. And yeah. that's... And I he think wasn't going to let his personal feelings get in the way. Exactly. Of that. The point, I think the point of that whole kind of section was to show that he focused on the story at hand and, and right. he could pull a story out of a, a simple day trip to the beach. You know, he could pull a very compelling story that makes you fall in love with or hate characters, you know, makes you laugh with the, the bird poop or the fake bird poop. I, yeah. I honestly don't even know what it was. Like, there was sort of an element of like movie magic too, that I liked about this. Like Sean, we had talked about that. Um, uh, ILM Dark, yeah, <laughs> ILM Doc. That was on Disney Plus. <laughs> this did kind of the same thing on like a much smaller scale, but then it's also kids of like, ooh, how did they do this mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Hmm. Um, I thought, I thought the very early on stuff about the family and the broken family, it wasn't totally working, but I do think it builds. You know, it's it's two and a half, and it doesn't exactly fly by, but I think once it gets going, especially like towards like once he starts doing the movies on like a grander scale. Like this big, you know, World War Two thing. The Eagle he does. Scout. Once he starts yeah. presenting his movies in front of an audience. Yeah, I think it actually kind of like starts to hit gears, and then at the end, you have this incredible scene where he's more or less like starting to work in Hollywood, talking to uh, one of the co-creators of Hogan's Heroes, and he's like, "Oh, do you want to go next door and talk to John Ford?" Oh no, no. He goes, "I know who you should meet. Yeah, the best director of all time, or something." He's right across the way. And he goes to John Ford, and not Sean. I don't know if you've seen this, but he's played by David Lynch. <laughs> yeah, I did see Lynch's. And in it, yeah. if you're ever gonna watch this movie, just watch that scene. <laughs> not I, the whole movie's good, but that scene's really great. I don't, I don't want to spoil it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I when I, I did go back and just rewatch that scene again, even though I had the rental for like 48 hours or whatever. <laughs> um, yeah, so it goes out on a high note. Like I, I. Yeah. Or a low note because the camera shifted. Oh no, you're right, high note because the camera shifted up. 
Yeah, and it does have that kind of funny referential, like self-referential thing. And then that scene with the bully, too. I didn't catch this on the first pass, but he's like, hey, maybe, you know, or like, I'll never tell anybody unless I'll make a movie about it someday. Or something yeah. like, that. <laughs> like, Jesus. Um, it's, it, you're, it's, a, it's a long one. It's a long movie. Like, it's well done in general, Mm. but it's It's not like it's a watch once and yeah, and then go to the documentary. Like, sure, I can't help but compare it to that documentary, which was just simply well done as well. Yeah, I think it's it doesn't say much. I mean, it's a really good doc. I'll I'll say that. Um, this is it's not a slow doc documentary, no. And there's, I mean, there's a lot to cover, like, there's a lot of stuff they don't even like movies they don't really even go into or long about, you know. Oh, yeah, it's just like so many hits. I mean, yeah, that's on HBO, by the way. I think it it still is. It was like an HBO original, it's still on HBO, yeah. I think it's just called Spielberg. Um, so look, you think this thing is best picture? Well. You know, it is Steven Spielberg. It is a movie. Uh, it's a movie Hollywood, about Hollywood. Uh, making movies. Yeah. So, you know, those two things alone, I think, put it into a good spot. Personally, I this is like middle of the pack as far as like quality-wise of what I've seen. So I've yeah. seen nine out of the ten now. Women Talking is on uh, rental, so I think I might, I might be queued up for the weekend. But, uh, yeah, I'm going to be <laughs> I mean, doing a lot of listening. You on told that me one. to watch this. I watched this. But yeah. The women Talking might. Yeah, I might be. I might just be doing a three hour solo pod on that one. Um, <laughs> <laughs> solo pod. But Sam will just be there listening. Yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, yeah. Uh, I was going to say Women Talking. Fablemans. I'm I'm gonna give it a seven point five. I did like it. I I liked it and I appreciate it for what it was too. It wasn't like one of my favorite movies this year, and I think it it does get stronger, which always helps. I find like to kind of go out on a high note versus like kind of dragging at the end. Yeah. Um, I'm a little bit higher, seven seven. Okay. Yeah. It was funny. I did this as a two parter, um, a double feature with Armageddon Time, which I don't really talk about much but it was funny because it's by james gray who did ad astra and a couple other movies but it's about his upbringing as a jewish kid in new york and i'm like and this came out in like september october i'm like oh man you got market corrected so bad and that one doesn't have much in the way of like magic of movies but yeah it was just funny that one is really just fine yeah i not not a not a recommendation on that one all right all right so let's talk about some real cinema sorry (laughs) sorry uh let's let's hit into this blockbuster here of uh ant-man quantumania yeah ant-man and the wasp ant-man and the wasp quantumania which kickstarts what phase five yes so which i'm slowly losing track of what phase we're in so i don't think you're alone no i know I know I'm not alone. It's just it's a lot. I feel like phase one was Thanos. Like, why can't that be phase one? Yeah. Like, this I've, the, as, as someone who's not seen this, yeah. I'm curious. I feel like the discourse, which is I fucking hate saying that, the dis, I'll say the discussion around this movie is like people are way more interested in talking about like, what does this mean? Not right. in, even as an X's and O's, like, how does this fit into the rest of the MCU? It's just yeah. like, like where are we going? 
Right. So hmm. this is like as a franchise. This got- is technically the second time we're introduced to who is supposed to be the next Thanos Thanos sized <laughs> threat of the MCU, which is you're introduced to Kang the Conqueror. Last time you saw him was in Loki, which Chris, you finally finished as mm-hmm. the uh was it the man at the end or he who remains at the end or whatever. Yeah, don't care. Um, I think that's a different guy. It is not. It is no, no, guys. no. I mean, he who remains is a. We have not been introduced to him yet. Yeah, we have. The guy at the that's end of Loki. Was, oh, that's who that was. Yeah, that was Jonathan yeah, Majors. Okay. No, was, I know it's all Jonathan Majors. Yeah. It's all Kang. Yes, yes. But I think I don't know. He's not the exiled one, right? He's exi- not the exiled. The exiled one, one is Ant Man and Quantumania. Yeah. Yes. All right. Okay. I don't. I don't. We're not rehashing this story. No, no. At all, no, by any means. It takes place in the quantum realm. The, That's all the you only need thing to you have to worry about is they go back to the quantum realm. Turns out Kang was there. Uh, Janet Van Dyne uh, is an assassin. Well, she terrorist. She helped him re basically create his empire by accident um, mm-hmm. by fixing his ship, and then uh, he's trying to get out, and they're trying to stop him. Yeah, that's about it. CGI infused. Okay, so I, a lot of people are like, the CGI, it's like, it takes place in the quantum realm. Like, What, do you, you, really, what do you think is going to happen? Yeah, right? Like, oh, you think they're just going to be like, oh, no, we're going to film it in, uh, you know, Georgia. Like, what do you expect? They're in a quantum realm. Like, that 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 is one of the arguments. I, I mean, they, I they do probably have to... did film it in Georgia. But... Yeah, I mean, they, uh, they did not, because did you sit through the credits? Yeah. There was no, they didn't say Georgia. Really? They oh, shoot so all for, of these in Georgia. But for Phase 5, they're moving out to... Other places. I don't know. Pittsburgh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I Yeah, I, I, I honestly don't know where this was filmed. I probably could look it up. But either way. We should just buy some land in, in like, Massachusetts or Rhode Island just to make a studio so films can go. That'd be nice. Right? Yeah. Right? Um. So, yeah. Um... So that that's the plot. You know, there's going to be a ton of CGI because it's not like the quantum realm is just inhabited by humans. And it's well, a Marvel movie. So. I mean, yes, there are humanoids. So supposedly in there. there are human or yeah, humanoids yeah. or as Bill Murray says, in ways that matter. He's human in ways that matter. You know, I completely forgot he was in the movie right? until I saw his, his and, or heard his voice. Yeah, I and like voice. I remembered he was in it and then they introduced him and then he was in one scene. And I was like, oh, I thought we were going to get more Bill Murray. See, I thought that was going to be one of those after credit scenes where he's um, oh, just like randomly shows. Yeah, up and he's, he's alive. Like, yeah, I, I'm Thanos's dad. Like something stupid like that. Yeah, it just um, would be similar to the um, what the heck from Thor. Um, which one? Oh man, the uh, the new one. No, Ragnarok. It's it's. Uh, oh Thanos my god! Ship? It's. Um, Jeff Goldblum. Uh, oh yeah, uh, the Grandmaster. Why can't yeah? Why can't I think of his name? It's just like him because he was at one of the end credits. Yeah, of one of the Thor. Well, one of the Thor's of the, at least. Yeah, Ragnarok. But uh, yeah, Bill Murray, man. Mm. I, I, I don't know what to make of this movie here. I, I knew I knew it was going to be CGI. Oh yeah, infested. Oh yeah, like, like infested. But, but it's it's, it's one of those things where it's like oh, but look at like Iron Man and look at the CGI. It's like the CGI in this one is like. I don't want to say out of control, but like it needed to use a lot of CGI for it had, what yep, it needed. It had to. It and had a to. lot of people are like, well, you know, you know, compared to Avatar, Avatar, the CGI is made. Yeah, that took 10 years to make. It's not like Ant Man and the yeah. Wasp Quantumania. Plus, plus I'm pretty sure it had twice the budget size anyway. Oh, yeah, it was like a billion dollar movie. Um, so, look, like, look, I, it, like the CGI was not spectacular. No. But it was, it was, 
it, it was what I expected. Like, I didn't sit there watching the movie saying, oh, that looks awful. That looks awful. That looks awful. Because mentally, I'm already checked, not checked out, but I'm already like, CGI is going to be standard. Check. Yeah. You know, we, we don't need to focus on that. Let's focus on everything else, like how they're going to introduce another young Avengers or introduce a new Ant-Man or, or, or figure out Kang the Conqueror situation. Like, right. Like, let's let's focus on that thing. The CGI is going to be standard. Yeah. <laughs> it's not going to be impressive. No, there's going to be no more Marvel movies that give you impressive CGI anymore. But no. if that's the case, why do an entire movie where it's all CGI? And that's why I think the Marvels was delayed a year. Yeah, <laughs> because I think the Marvel movie, the Marvels is probably really heavy on the CGI, mm-hmm. really heavy on the CGI. Um, and I think they realized that given the numbers for Ant-Man Quantumania, I think they'll probably need to either figure something out, tone some down, maybe do some research with some, I, I don't know how they're going to do it. I, I think mm-hmm. they realize that like CGI infused stuff is, is really turning people off at this point because this would be the what third movie in a row where the CGI has not been. So it, it's been a detriment instead of sort of just a helper. Are you, are you so Thor, what was before Doctor this? strange and this, so it's Doctor Strange, Thor, Eternals, I think, had bad CGI. Okay. Didn't, you Black didn't Panther have, in there, too. And then that's... you can throw Black Panther. Yeah. Even though Black Panther was, like, night, it was pretty and, and certain yeah. things, the CGI was still, yeah. you know, it was iffy. Yeah. But I think they're starting to accept that. It took them long enough, but it's starting to accept <laughs> that, you know, CGI is, they shouldn't use that anymore. Well, as, as the... A, as a... The issue is as the the Marvel Studios grows... They need to hire ILM can only do so much, so they have to hire other teams. And so, like you know, sitting through there comes up. Who did the CGI? You know, I noticed different companies. Well, I noticed it in Doctor Strange. I noticed in this one. I noticed and so uh, Sony again uh, did CGI in this movie. Uh, ILM did as well, Um, but like I I I don't know. I just I I look at like Sony Spider Man movies, and I think. I, I'm talking about the standalone, not the Tom Holland uh, ones, but the standalone, like the Amazing Spider-Man. Not the best CGI. They they kind of yeah. like suck at CGI. Um, yeah, it's incredible too because I guess the way a lot of these movies are framed, or not framed, not the right word. Um, essentially, they're like, okay, we're gonna have three big CGI fight scenes mm-hmm. in each movie. Yeah, and then just build the movie around it. But we're just designing the fight while you're filming the movie. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And we're just yeah. So you know, it's I just don't think you're gonna get a good product from that. You know, not disagreeing. This is where I'm starting to think like the shows itself are better. uh, But the well entertainment at this point, it's toned down CGI. There's still some CGI in the shows. But it's toned down compared to these. Yeah, big I, I, I just it's keep, definitely way less important. Yeah, in the show. I, I right, just feel right. like it, with the shows you get a little bit more. Like you can progress the story further without relying on CGI to make it look, you know, like a spectacle. Yeah, yeah. you know, I keep yeah. I keep like I keep referencing Moon Knight, which you know had its CGI, but it also had a lot of practical stuff. Like mm-hmm. a lot of that suit was practical. It yeah. wasn't all CGI. I mean, even and, so like I even just recently watched clips from it today. Like even Conchu looks good. Right. Right. Like, and, and, and even I know, I know it wasn't the best, like Falcon wins his soldier. It was not a lot of CGI. Right. There was some, but it was not a lot. A lot of that was practical stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and it's just, I don't want to say I'm getting tired of Marvel because I feel like I've already been kind of 
eh on them lately. Right. It's just you gotta you gotta do something. You're 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 the next docket. The next thing we have is well, it's not the Marvels anymore. No, it's what uh, is it now? So oh, uh, Guardians. Guardians. Oh, yeah, Guardians, and that's thing. gonna be CG heavy, obviously. Right. I mean, yep. So, <laughs> home run with James Gunn. Yeah, let's let's go to our subatomic and quantum expert on the line. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm I'm with you guys on this. This this one reaches the lofty heights of another one. Um and, but there was one thing I did enjoy about this movie, and I want to see if you guys enjoyed it as well. Okay. And that was Jonathan Majors looking at the calendar and realizing, hey. Easter's coming up. Let's have some ham. You're saying him hamming it up? Oh, he was amazing hamming it up. <laughs> like, I was just like, yeah, he understands what movie's in and the character he's playing is like, I'm not gonna, this isn't the time to be subtle. <laughs> mm. I, I think he's great casting. Yeah. Just even from yeah. what I've seen yeah. in Loki. Like, I just, I think yeah, he's he, so... He's the really first thing. He's the first thing in a long time in Marvel that made me excited to see other movies. So, I'm like, oh, he's gonna come back? Sure, I can't wait for that. Yeah. So this is the, I'm 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 Jekyll and Hyde on this one because throughout the movie, he it, well through Loki he was really good, but he was playing one version of Kang. Right. And in this movie, he was also playing one version of Kang, and I actually got menacing. You know, powerful. Yeah. I actually got yeah. that stuff. Powerful as Thanos or fearful as Thanos. I mean, not so much, but then again, Thanos' introduction was different than this. Right. So, you know, kudos for them with that. I got menacing. I got powerful. Um, I thought it was I thought it was like pretty well done. And it seemed like he, you know, he was able to give emotion, which is a different sort of uh, characteristic that a lot of the powerful villains in Marvel didn't have so far um, because he was like crying because he couldn't make his time singular or whatever. What like he he's emotionally invested in creating a singular timeline. That's, that's what he wants. My own, my, my, is it check of my hide moment? My other skeptical moment is in the after credit scene, we got a bunch of different viewpoints of him. Yeah, and a ton of the, the yeah. Kang core. And it, a lot of it was CGI, which is, you know, let's let's put that aside for a second. Well, I mean, it's... now we have to have different versions of him. Now, can Jonathan Majors pull that off and yeah. still give menacing and powerful? So go. I mean, skipping over the movie and going straight towards the post credits, you, you do see the, the... <laughs> we're turning into the people who just care about post credits instead of the movie itself. Well, well you let me ask you, you, does the movie care about the movie or the post credits? Well, that's the thing. I think the movie is literally a setup for the young Avenger. Oh, I, th- I think that's what we got out of this okay. movie. I think in I the end, that. as a result, this is what we got. Okay. The young Avenger. I'm, I, I can see that. Um, but going to the post credit, uh, as you just recently brought up um he jonathan majors is in both of them um yeah you see the the kang core which is literally like all the thor all the kangs um including you know that the egyptian pharaoh if you would a kang bang yeah uh no they are called the the kang uh cores um anyways uh so you see that but then you see was it I forget the character's name, but you see him again in the post post credit scene. Yeah, but that's the one from Loki. That that's not the one from Loki. 
That's oh. a new one that's going to be introduced in Loki season two. Oh, okay. because the one in Loki dies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So this is so this is another version of Kang. So Kang has, you know, as many timelines there are, there is that many Kangs. And the thing about Kang is he's not superhuman. He's very smart. He's got tech from the 40th century. Yeah, yeah. And he can, the way that he time, he's like, because he's so smart, he can time travel. And because of his time traveling, he basically sees time as instantaneous. Kind of like if you've watched, um, uh, Watchmen with uh, Dr. Manhattan, how Dr. Manhattan sees time differently than how we see it. That's kind of like Hang, just as a like a reference for everyone. Um, you know, he knows what's going to happen in the end, but he also knows what happened in the beginning and, fight, you know, mm-hmm. everything in between. He knows it all. So, um, like he said, like he was... Well, it seemed like he had powers when he could flick his fingers. That's his suit. Does that... Was yeah, that his he is, suit? Okay. Yeah, he, his suit is so technologically advanced. Um, I don't really know Kang that well. Yeah, he is a very powerful villain. Uh, but like I said, not superhuman. Yeah, I was waiting for Galactus. I was hoping we'd get Galactus. Eventually, I feel like, but not in the quantum realm. We did get MODOK. We did get MODOK, which was... This was a twist on MODOK. Um yeah oh yeah because it, yeah, <laughs> yeah so definitely. which like at first i was like no that's not modok no. but then towards the end of the movie i was like yeah you know what i'm okay with this modok see, see yeah <laughs> but, but but it's like a throwaway secondary villain yeah let's let's just make it a quicker see this is what i've been asking for is like give better like different twists on certain things and and we yeah. sort of got that with modok yeah i, I like, like it a little bit more with some of the main he characters made but... sense in what happened to him in ant-man because he got crushed down and basically small Into, body with the head giant yeah. head yep. and you know, Kang just gave him a mechanical suit and turned him into Modok. Baby legs. Yeah, little baby legs. And I mean, everything with him and was a Car- uh, Carrie Stroll. Um, Corey, Corey Stroll. Stroll, sorry. Stroll. Um, Stroll. Guy from The Strain. Um, <laughs> I love how that's the thing. Yeah. <laughs> like no, I mean, what It's else? not from Ant-Man. <laughs> I, well, it's Ant-Man in The Strain, which he wears a really bad toupee in The Strain. So, um, but anyways... No, uh, Do you want I mean, me to name you five things Corey Stoll's in? I could probably, if I sat down and thought about it, I could probably come up with a list. But like, that's just what hopped in my. I mind. can name you five Showtime shows he's been. In. I don't watch Showtime. Anyways, um, no, I, he uh, like as Modok, I I grew to really enjoy his character, um, and thought, you know, he brought a, a strange comedic element to this uh, this story. Which was odd because, I mean, you'd expect that from Paul Rudd. But I feel like though Paul Rudd had his comedic moments, for the most part, he was a very straight character. Like for for Paul Rudd, he really wasn't that funny. You know what they were missing? Ruiz from uh, Ant-Man. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, The trio. trio. Yeah, well, yeah. Well, the... The Russian guy, I forget that guy's. Um, oh, he name. died, right? No, who? Um, but he's um, he voiced the uh, the weird goo guy who who like is obsessed with holes. 
Was that? Was that, that was, yeah, that was that actor. I just, so, like, I, he, I knew immediately what was happening when they shot holes in him. Oh yeah, like, yeah. Like, like he's not I dead. He's holes. just gonna be excited. Yeah. Um, yeah, like some of it was funny. I, right? I, yeah. Some of it was so, funny. So I, okay, fleeting <laughs> moments, but like, right. you know. I I went into this movie seeing the reviews and just being like, oh god, this isn't gonna be good. And I left the theater being like, that was a little better than I thought. Um, I was entertained from beginning to to end. Like you look at the reviews and I mean, right now it sits at a 48% on Rotten Tomatoes with a 48% Metacritic, which is weird that those two match up. Um, yeah, that's, that's not, that's just haters at that point. Cause there's no way this is a 48% movie. To be, to be honest, what that is, is just like people being like this again. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but like, uh, there's that's also, what I said. It was like this reaches the lofty heights of another one. Yeah. Um. But you know, it's a six point six IMDb score. Just to to throw that out there. Um. But like, Incre- I, yeah. I mean, I enjoyed this. Like, I I'm I'm like confused. It was okay. I I don't. I I'm not saying like, this is the be, best be honest, Marvel movie. The only parts I really enjoyed was whenever Jonathan Majors was on screen. And was he was like, on, yeah, like. This yeah, is awesome. He was, yeah, he was really good. Um, I don't know. I I just like I'm just confused where the hate for this movie came. Like, is really coming I from. I can are understand. Just tired. Yeah. They're just tired of like this again and I, again. I, like, I, I, I have, and I like, I, I was was there that. any progression of characters in this? No. It, like Chris no. said, it introduced uh, probably like a new event, uh, young Avenger, with which would be Scott what's a character we've already had. No, no. Yeah, his daughter's been in plenty of movies. Right, but she's never had the suit. This is the first time she's been in or, the suit. Or apparently been a, a genius. <laughs> yeah, well. She, Every, to, everybody to fair, needs to be a genius. Ant, well, to be fair, Ant-Man 1 and 2, she was like 7. Yeah, then, it wasn't then until Endgame. Endgame yeah, she yeah, grew yeah. up and you're like, hey, this is my daughter. Bye, she's gone now. Let's not really talk about her. And then in this movie, they're like, "Oh no, she's actually like really smart." And like Hank right. Pym has been mentoring her and whatnot. Yeah, and, like, and, it's, and that's fine. Like, I, I get it. I get it. It's just the stand. We're, we're getting into like, it's you gotta it's, be a genius to be a part of. Yeah, Chris. Well, Chris, w- welcome you to comic read books. comic books, right? <laughs> welcome uh, to comic I, books. I get it. I get it. Comic books but are all like that. Everybody's super smart, gymnastic leaders and yeah well that's just so this super is super suit what, what i'm falling into here it's like you know you have these like riri williams is coming in she's like this engineering genius right and then you have this molecular genius in um yep. cass or cassidy and that and then you get like it's making me really just appreciate kate bishop oh it'd just be like just she can shoot an she arrow. can shoot an arrow and it just i mean it really does fall into like you know, Hawkeye's the throw. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's just kind of mimicking that same thing. Well, it was the same. But with it's like, making me like. It was the same with like Black Widow. It's, where, it's like, making me like yeah. uh, her sister a lot. Oh yeah, more. yeah, yeah. Because um, like, what's, Elena? what's what's her superpower? She, she she's an, a trained assassin. Like, oh, so she's strong, smart. No, she's just a trained assassin. Yeah, street she's street smart. Yeah. Isn't a billionaire. Nope. Yep. Like, Doesn't have nanotech, which apparently everybody does now. So yeah, right. Yeah, the um, nanotech stuff is just. But I mean, like, it's crazy. <laughs> either way, like, yeah, everybody's a genius in, when it comes to to um, 
comics. Deep, deep. Um, the, the one thing I do always give Marvel that a lot of people don't really realize is Marvel has their, you know, we'll say encyclopedia of characters and throughout <laughs> history. Um, they have kept track of their powers and abilities and like mental strengths that like they have the stats on everyone. So going forward, they can like help guide like, oh, you know, this guy in the comics is stronger than Captain yeah, America. So, so something I, I did, I did really find irritating was when Kang was fighting uh, the, the, the revolution the, right. the rebels he's like shooting these laser beams out of his hands and he's yep. disintegrating the people yeah and then he shoots it and he hits ant-man and it just like throws him back <laughs> and it's just I, and like everybody else is wearing a suit <laughs> it's just i mean i mean okay I, I i i i get it but listen kang the conqueror is supposed to be the next big bad and ant-man is beating him yeah, and yeah. Let's 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 kind of focus on that a little bit because let's you know Ant Man is a, is a strong character, but he's not the strongest of characters. Right. Um, Almost like there's no consequences. Right. Right. I mean, they should have. What should have happened is let the portal not open again. Yeah, I thought keep them I, in the quantum realm. I thought realm, they were going to keep them, and in then the nix their contracts forever, <laughs> and done. then let yeah. and like progress on. You're done. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, at, for, so, at some point, they're like, why this is, is really everybody else is gone? Right. Why is Ant Man yeah. still recycling? Well, because he had one more movie on this deal. Well, <laughs> well, yeah, back then they they did the deals. Yeah, like now, that. They're, now doing they're doing, doing one at a time, project by project. Now. Yeah, now it just matters what your contract is. Yeah, we're setting up, you know, clause three with clause four. Well, no, we ended clause four, so we're starting clause five. Wait, what? <laughs> the, the phase, phase. Yeah. Oh, phase. okay. Yeah, no, yeah, no, this is the beginning of phase five. What um, is the next Marvel one coming out? Is it's it Guardians. Is it really? Gar- yeah, yeah, it is Guardians. yeah, it's Guardians. In May. Yep. Is there anything after that this year? This Marvels. Year, uh, no, yeah, that's that the late 2024. Um, I no, think I thought it's that's November. Stuff. Is it November 24? Th- yeah, I think no. you're the one who sent that. I thought it was November 23. <laughs> no, no. Yeah, pretty um, sure it's November 24. Yeah, I think it's tv stuff that's going to start setting up um not only secret war although secret wars secret wars yes secret that's coming out too so secret wars that's which a is going to yeah that's a tv show i'm super excited yeah. for that and one. that's going to help set up the kang dynasty um because why yeah. not well <laughs> kang was involved in the secret wars so uh yeah yeah no marvels is coming out in november 2023 is it yeah. I thought you sent something. All right, maybe yeah, I was that's reading, what it says. Maybe I was it's 2023. Oh, okay, it was yeah. supposed to be July and November of last year. That's right. Yeah, right. It has right. been delayed a year, just not. right. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and then Thunderbolts will come out soon, ish as a TV show. Honestly, yeah, I'm. I'm. Kinda... No, isn't Thunderbolts a movie? Thunderbolts is a movie. Oh, is it really a movie? Oh, yeah, that's right. It is a movie. Um. But, but it probably should the, be. We a need TV the show. we need the MCU chart. We need like a, you know the, the stock yeah. boards that are in the stock market. We yeah. need the MCU that just updates every day. Oh, <laughs> um, but either way, um, I mean, as a somebody who not only reads the comics but still reads comics, and I've I, I've obsessed most of my life over this since like I knew what superheroes were in the early '90s, and I started collecting you know comics and cards and whatnot um i'm in this for the long haul i may be one of not many but like 
obviously I have my limit, like the Eternals, because I don't know much about them. And like the fact that I got bad reviews was why I was like, yeah, I'm good. Is it on? Truthfully, I don't know. Oh, I don't yeah, think that's even going to be connected at all to like anything, really. I Yeah, they tried stuff. to, but I yeah. don't think uh, Harry Styles was uh, allowed back. Is is uh, the correct Harry, term? Let's, let's just say this. Harry Styles was not Jonathan Major, so who cares? Right. Well, John, I don't think yeah. he'll ever be like Jonathan Major is a good at good actor. He so. he makes he, this. Super he understands exciting. what he is making, right. and he is so, having fun with it. And I'm happy. Yeah, but I mean, the one who handed up the most was Kate Blanchett, and it just came off as oh, and she was great, epic. She was awesome. great. Well, so I mean, I, I was actually going to bring up um, Christian Bale as uh, Gore. Yeah, and how like horrible too. he was because he. Didn't research the, for for somebody who's really, I don't think that has anything really, to do with I, him. I, I don't. No, no, I no, think no. That's a shit show of a movie. It's a shit show of a movie. But he's come out and been like, I just accepted the part. I didn't do any research. I did nothing for this role. Like I, he just did it for the money. Like he he didn't do it for the I, love of it. I mean, sure, but 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 uh, what I'm saying is, for a guy who you know is a method actor, somebody who, in like. Their, their role takes over their life. Like the guy loses and gains pounds based on a, a you know, a role like crazy. Like well, I mean, he, he literally, he just, he phoned it in. Like, and like, I'm not saying that's a bad thing. I'm just saying like, it, it like, I feel like everybody phoned that. it in on that. Somebody's going to phone yeah, it, but like, I don't think he's it's not, but, I, I think it's but just we're talking villains. We're, we're talking villains. John, we're talking villains. I here. mean, Russell Crowe wasn't exactly like, and that was that was even, yeah. even like either. Thor and Natalie Portman. No, and, oh, there yeah, hasn't no. been a good it's, villain it's just as bad since Thanos. No, no, but what, phones but, it in. But what I'm saying, so like how Clayton. I mean, the fans Kate, have really been like upset with this movie. Yeah. So like Kate Blanchett, like she she hammed it up, and I thought she did an amazing job. Like she was very like over the top type villain. Um, you know, Jonathan Majors kind of did the same thing, and it fits is. What I was saying is with uh, Christian Bale, like he didn't even do that. He just kind of showed up and did like read his lines and then kind of left. Like he didn't try to ham it up. He didn't try to like that's that's what I'm saying. And I'm not talking about like the movie as a whole. I'm just pinpointing him, this him one character. Is is that movie on the app now? Yeah, Love I think so. Came out. Think so. It has year. to be right. Yeah. I mean, if it's not on the app, it's because it's been on the app. And God, I haven't, I haven't rewatched that at all. I don't have yeah. any interest. In. Same with, same with the Eternals. I would say I've the, watched Shang Chi the most. I think I texted wow, you. Really? I think I texted you. I watched Shang Chi the most. Since, How many? Uh, four More? times. Oh wow! Jeez. I don't know why. I, I guess I'm just you like know, itching for new Marvel. It's, it's, not, it's, it's not, not a bad of the movie. list of the, of the okay. recent yeah. list, aside a from the Spider-Man four. stuff. Yeah, no, for it's, real it's though. It's one of the better a phase four, yeah. products non, we've ever seen. Yeah, non-Sony. What's the Phase Four power rankings? Right. What's what's fa- what's included in Phase Four? So, but two Spider-Man movies. Well, it's aside from those. <laughs> well, that's well, that's what he like, just said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Black Widow. Black Widow. Eternals. Shang Chi. Thor, Thor and then Doctor, Strange, Doctor Strange and Doctor Strange. I mean, it's what <laughs> Doctor Strange and Shang Chi. No, I'd say it's uh, Black Widow and, or yeah, Black Widow and Sh- or Shang Chi. Like, I would say yeah. Black Widow and Shang Chi. Right? 
But yeah. Chang-Chi's in that in the no, top, yeah, it, top it two. So it's just it's like, not a and, like, and Black Widow's only there because of that family dy- dynamic, which I actually liked. Right. Anything else it's, about that movie? Wasn't that great? I mean, Shang-Chi is just it's like, like, and everybody was like skeptical. Oh, we're not going to use him again. I'm like, uh oh, <laughs> because there's been four movies since and they've been worse than this movie <laughs> or worse than Shang-Chi. <sighs> yeah. No, I, I mean, well, the, the reason why they're not going to use him is because he's been kind of very problematic in the social media realm. Um, well, he also had issues with. Um, uh, there was issues because they released it on streaming right. or, or whatever it but, was. But it's, he's part of oh, in Black too. Panther. Oh yeah, and, and the most recent Black Panther. Which that's right. which was okay. Even then, that's still like maybe Black Panther and Shang uh, yeah, Chi because okay. it's just wanna... very like uh, unremarkable. And actually, No Way Home, no, Far From Far home. From Home is that phase is three? Technically, a core. According to Wikipedia, that's phase three. Okay, so that was the end of phase three. Um, <laughs> well, the, so. And but the the issue I have with Phase Four and they, you know Feige has like stated what Phase Four was all about. It was the Avengers after Thanos. Yeah, that's literally what that means. Which, which right? Which, like, which, what, what, what did no, that no, mean? No, no, no. Like them coping with being superheroes after Thanos. So what's the world like after the blip, after Thanos, all that stuff? And like, did you what, say it's been successful? No. Oh, okay. No, no, not at all. I mean, unless their uh, intention was we're going to make a bunch of movies with new characters, see what sticks in that. We're like wasting money, essentially, in order to build out phase five. Yeah. And then like, we have the honestly, groups, the teams. Phase yeah. four was just equally as much about telling us why they didn't help out when Thanos happened as much as like what the results were. Yeah. Like the whole Eternals, like, well, we didn't want to interfere, but now we have to because this is bigger. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. I forgot about that. Yeah, and no, phase phase four was definitely a flop from beginning to end. Like if you if you weigh it as a whole, it was a flop. And I mean, we'll only see. It was what... always going to be a letdown after yeah. phase three. I just but... and we said it pretty much after every phase four movie is where are you going with this? And now that we're finally in phase five, we're like, all right, now we know where you're going with this. But if you cut out phase four. It like it's the same thing. Like there's the gap. Yeah, yeah I don't really. Know. I get you. Yeah, it added nothing. Well, let's cut out Quantumania, and we'll see where we're at after. So, do you guys want to give it numbers? This is our first 2023 movie, by the way. No, it isn't. What? What else? The, no, Barbarian was last year. Last yeah. year. Yeah, this is our first 2023 movie. Well, she said uh, last year too. Uh, yes. Yes. Okay. That's where I was. This is my second movie. Yeah, well, I'll, Sam, I'll, I'll get into Sam, it. Sam, what, what what did you give it? I'll give it like a six seven. All right, Chris. Yeah, it was not far off six eight. Right. And like I said, I really I did enjoy it. Um, I gave it a seven eight. Oh, okay. Okay. I, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. Like so sue me. No, um, <laughs> I know it's a little high, but I mean, I enjoyed it. Like I'll I'll back you up. <laughs> it's not like gouge my eyes out bad. Oh yeah, but like, but like that. I I feel like what uh, my why am I my review is inflated. <laughs> I I was kind of hoping you guys would bring me down, but like you really didn't. Um, no offense, guys. Uh, I was I was kind of hoping somebody Sorry. would take me down a couple pegs. I can't I'll destroy your it's, dreams it's, later. You know, yeah, 
Yeah. No, it, it's not a bad movie. It like it was an enjoyable watch for me. It's just like you said, Sam, it's just like more of the same kind of thing. Yeah, but like, other I'm than inve- Jonathan Majors, why am I here? Right. I, I mean, I'm I'm invested in these characters outside. I, of I the can't movies. stress how much I actually really did enjoy Jonathan Majors. Oh, See, I'd, at a seven eight, that's a rewatchable movie to me. I'd rewatch right, it. right now. I don't. I, I'd I'm, it. It's not on my list of rewatch. Would yeah. I pay to rewatch it? No. <clears throat> if it came on Disney Plus and someone was like, "Hey, well, let's which, watch which, which it yeah, is I would. at some point." If someone right. was like, "Hey, we're gonna watch uh, Quantum Mania, but only watch the Jonathan Major scenes," then I'd go, <laughs> I'd I'd hop right on. What's his screen time? What do you think his screen time is? Uh, 40 minutes? No, less. Much probably 20 minutes. I will yeah. I will just say this. Once he showed up in this movie, this movie got like infinitely better. <laughs> like the, the first like hour and a half or something when he wasn't in there, I, I was not I, on this I, movie. I want a all. list of Sam movies where it's just <laughs> at one point. What movies are on the list where it's just at like an hour in? A character is introduced and you will just watch for the rest of the movie. There has to be a list of Sam movies out there where it's just 53 minutes in, you know, Tom Hanks shows up and you're just in it to win it until the end. It just takes one character to make a story work. All this right. really isn't that example, but it's if you can come up with that list for next week, yeah. please, that's just 10 movies. We don't even need to describe them. Just 10 movies where something True. was introduced and provide the timestamp. Where you just start watching and you can watch it for the rest, rest of the way. All right. <laughs> He's already thinking, right? <laughs> I am. I'm trying to think this through. All right. We got all the numbers? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because right. John didn't watch. Um, all right. So next. Every, every clip I saw this looked so fucking stupid. Yeah, <laughs> honestly, like, that's what how I felt. But, like, I sat down and I watched it. <laughs> and, like, wrong. I enjoyed it. But, like, you know, the numbers kind of say, like, you guys are pretty much on where it comes to yeah, yeah, the Metacritic and and there's IMDb no way this is forty eight percent though. It's I can't I can't justify yeah, that, yeah. that. I can't that, explain that, that it. Little, I just uh, I think it's uh, just that it's thirty of like in ten in the last ten have been the exact same thing. Yeah, no, but, uh, but it's, it's still fifty. It's still it. pr- we'll say it's close enough to fifty where it's fifty percent of the viewers are like that blue. I I don't no, but that's not how RT works. It though. is. It's a negative view versus a positive. Right, view. and negative is like eh, I don't want to see that again. Yeah, it, like, do you do you read the reviews, the Rotten to- reviews on Rotten Tomatoes? No, I do. How, I just Rotten I do. Is, Who's rating our meta for this one, by the way? Wait, what? <laughs> the oh. meta credit. Oh yeah, I think no. I wrote the last one. You guys can yeah. hear this right. one. Um, but yeah, no, like, uh, I, I just it, it, the way Rotten Tomatoes, it's you know, you read the Rotten reviews and people are basically bashing it, and you'll read the positive and they're like, oh no, it was it was fine. Like that's that's the difference. All right, let's uh, let's anyway. wrap this up then. All yeah. right, if you like all these episodes, you can find them on Podbean, iTunes, Stitcher, all the all the streaming services. Um, if you want to send us a message, tell us what you think about Ant Man. You can send us a message facebook.com slash ninth and attitude. That does it for us for this week. Until next time, send your hate to Sean at Knights of Ner- No. <laughs> Have a good one. <laughs> Bye.